Welcome to Words, Words, Words. This is your host, Robert Tinajero. On today's episode, I have three guests with me. Um, does everybody want to quickly introduce themselves? I'm Zach. I'm Kim. Hi, I'm Chelsea. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about an article that I sometimes discuss. Oh, we have our little friend JD as well. We, uh, we're going to be discussing an article that I discussed with my students um, about using communication to get out of different situations. And so the article is from Men's Health Magazine, um, and it's called Your Escape Plans. And so there are about six or seven different scenarios that the article brings up. And so the first one isn't the most exciting, but I think the other ones are a little more interesting. So we'll just jump straight in. Uh, so the first one has to do with meetings and how people use communication to run efficient or not so efficient meetings. And so the article gives some communication tips. Um, it says like, send an agenda to people 20 minutes before the meeting, tell them what the meeting's gonna be about, ask them if they have agenda items, um, stay on topic, it says, uh, participants spend an average 11% of meeting time discussing irrelevant topics, according to researchers from the University of Tulsa. So, so I just want to ask my guest, can you give me an example of a time or times you've been in a meeting where the person running the meeting is just being inefficient or doing something that everyone is annoyed by? And, and, and in my own experience, I have tons of examples. I think everybody that has a job can think of, of a time, but do you all have specific examples? Yes. <laughs> what you got? So that happens to me when certain people that I work with run a meeting and it's totally off the cuff. Nothing's, I mean, we might have an advance, me and this person running the meeting, discuss like what the point of the meeting is and why we need to have it but then there's no um there's no like main there's not a lot of brainstorming beforehand like it would make sense to follow what the article says and have the agenda and have out your main points so you're not wasting people's time but yes i've been in those meetings where this one person will start talking and then they like to talk 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 and this person also is a type that they almost want to dominate the whole conversation so that other people don't respond and don't bring up like their feedback and points. They just want to discuss why we're having the meeting. This is what we want to do. This is why. And then just blab and then go on tangents and then go this way and that way. And then by the end, it's like, dude, like this wasn't even efficient at all. Okay. And before we get to Zach, Kim had to step away for a second. So the... I brought up an article that is talking about different scenarios where you have to, you know, get out of situations or plan things well. And so the first scenario is just about meetings, right? We all have to go to meetings. And so I'm asking everybody for an example of a time or times where a person running a meeting you got to go to was just 
being inefficient or getting off track and like that. So I think, Zach, you had an example? Oh, I'm sure Kim has way more than I do because she's in meetings all day, it seems like. So I imagine you have more examples of this. But I mean, I, I definitely have seen it where maybe more so where I think other people want to show that they've got something to contribute that doesn't really help us with anything that we're talking about necessarily. I think that's where I see it in like where I'm working where it's just people wanting to you know, be, heard. Sh- be heard and show that they know something or are trying to contribute when it doesn't really add anything um, that can kind of stray the, the meeting. But I, I don't really have too many meetings in my job yeah too often yeah i think the biggest thing for me is everything is just a rabbit hole you schedule 30 minutes to discuss this one topic and then you know it just leads you down one other issue to the next issue to the next issue so i think you ultimately just say you know we'll we'll circle back to that or we'll discuss this offline a hundred times meeting um so and so in your experience at your current job or whenever when somebody says we're gonna have a 30 minute meeting, do they tend to stick to 30 minutes or no? Yeah, I, I think because everybody is so stretched on time, um, we kind of have to stick with it. So when something comes up, even if it's very important and even if it's more important than let's say whatever the meeting was scheduled for, mm-hmm. we do just say we'll have to schedule you know, separate time for that or we'll have to discuss that one offline or you know, kind of move on from it and have to come back to it later. Yeah. So is that how y'all just shut down that topic yeah. or that tangent is, yeah. hey, let's, we good point, let's it down. Mm-hmm. We have to. But that comes, circle back to it or let's talk about that offline or let's mm-hmm. go. That also comes when you're with a lot of people who have already been in a lot of meetings and are more like veteran or experienced. But when you get that one rookie that wants to be heard and they fuck it all up and they want to ask all these questions and you're like, shut up. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you can't move on. Yeah. So then you're like, shit, now this person I had to bring this up. But usually when, like in our meet, we have lots and lots and lots of meetings at work. So if it's a bunch of people who we all know really well and we all know in advance, like, hey, don't ask any questions. Let them talk so we can get out of here. Yeah. It's Friday at 2 o'clock. Let's get this done. And, and another thing we do is try to keep the meeting. If you are not part of the decision making or part of the exercise to come to this conclusion, then you're not going to be in the meeting. Uh, to, to, I mean, keeping meetings as small as possible really helps kind of cut down on the tangents. Great. I don't want to spend too much time on this one because I think the other ones are more interesting. But I'll just quickly say there, there are some meetings I go to that I know from the get-go. One, they're not going to start on time. And two, they're never going to last as long as they say. So sometimes they'll say the meeting's from 3 to 4. I just know this is going to go to 4.30, 5 which is super annoying. Right. And the other thing is, I talk about some of these things with my students about running like efficient meetings, which is kind of a boring topic. But then sometimes they tell me like, oh, this professor doesn't stay on track, or this professor, you know, they're too wordy. And then when it's time for them to give a class presentation, they're doing the same thing. And I'm so, so I try to teach them, don't just keep repeating the things you hate about meetings or about the way you're being taught. So anyways, all right, so that was the first scenario. That was the most kind of professional one. Uh, And remember this article is from Men's Health Magazine, so it's it's the writer kind of is focused on a male audience. And so the next um, scenario is called Escape the Female Barfly. And so it says, um, it says the next time you're cornered by a cougar, play into her paws. Um, In a study by British researchers, 
It found that women who witnessed other women smiling at a man, it ranked them as 6% more attractive on average. So, and then it goes into the little communication tip to like hit on a girl. It says, use that situation, make eyes with a more desirable woman, mouth help, and you've established establish a base of your first communication, whether or not she comes to your rescue. So what it's saying is that if you're in a scenario where you're talking, you're a guy, you're talking to a cougar, right? Like an older woman, but then you see a girl that you really want to talk to, it's saying, look over at the girl you want to talk to and say, help. And then she'll come over and help you out and you make that connection. So my question is, do you think that that advice is ridiculous or do you think it would work? What do you think about uh, a website or a, a men's health magazine giving guys that advice? I think it absolutely would work. Uh, not 100%, obviously. Nothing works that, that yeah. well. But Why do you think it would work? Because it's different and it gives you an excuse to go, okay, hold on, there's, maybe there's something to this. Um, what's going on there, right? I, I just think it's something to like kind of break a normal way of talking to someone and getting their attention mm -hmm. to where it would grab someone's attention. Do you think now, that you the other right girl person. would be like... I, I think it would have to be the right person who would be willing to come over and engage in conversation with someone new because they mouth help. Mm -hmm. But, and, and I can see that work in the inverse too, right? A girl talking to some guy at a bar mouthing help to some other guy yeah we get him going it, over yeah. and wanting to talk to her be like well that's kind of a, a different way to even if they didn't even need help right or didn't need pulling away from that conversation um yeah. but I mean, we have that even with like friends and stuff where you'll be caught up with someone and i'm sure you know you guys have probably been in that situation more so where you're talking with someone at a bar and you don't really necessarily want to be talking or a party or whatever and you have a friend that you know you kind of give some kind of signal to to come get you out of this conversation mm -hmm. so i think that that's why it would work. i think yeah i think that's an interesting analogy but it's not the exact same thing as using it to kind of like right. hit on somebody so i'm wondering what the, the two females here think about that um, like if some guy was talking to some older woman and then he looks over at you and says help would you I, think he's an idiot or would you be like, this is kind of cute. I'm going to go. If the guy is semi-attractive to me, then yeah, that would be like, kind of like, Oh, like a cute, interesting little charming thing he's trying to do. Like it wouldn't bother me that he's like dissing that woman that's talking to him. Like I'd get over that, but he would have to be attractive to me. Otherwise it'd be like, I'm not going to go help you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think if I would either like, get it at the moment or if I would just be too awkward about it but I would just probably laugh it off and then like avoid eye contact with him so you'd ignore the yeah I think I would call totally ignore it it's gonna have to work with the right type of person right a super shy person's not gonna go all of a sudden oh well that's gonna give me the courage to talk to you it's mm -hmm. gonna have to have already worked with someone who's willing yeah. to go talk to anybody in the room like mm -hmm. all the recipe has to be right like right. it has to be the right like but, I would not have a problem saving somebody if I thought that person was attractive and worth talking mm -hmm. to. Otherwise, like, why well, am I gonna talk to you? I no. think that it could work in that sense of like the analogy with the friend helping thing, and that's how it's probably a little disarming to someone is like, mm -hmm. that's something you would do with a friend is go help them out. So maybe I think that's why it could probably grab that attention and maybe lower the guard a little bit. Yeah. Of, hey, this guy's interested in someone else. He's just asking for help yeah. or, or girl, whatever. 
they're just asking for help. That's interesting because like, I this conversation. Yeah, I talk about this article. I've talked about it with probably you know tons of my classes, and like when I talk specifically the females, half of them are like what Chelsea said. They're like, yeah, it's kind of cute. It's like, like I'm gonna help them out, and the, and then the other half are like, like no, like first why are you dissing this other girl, yeah. and like why don't you be a man and like Walk tell away. her I don't want to talk to you, and then come talk to me. So it's interesting for me as a guy to get that those perspective, different perspectives from women. Like half are like, yeah, it would kind of work, and the other half are like, no, you're, why are you doing that? Yeah, it, I don't, mm, I don't want to say I would never do that, but you wouldn't I'd do probably, that if a girl was like, I probably help. would, I probably would, I'd probably look over if and be like, that girl. help me out. If you wanted to go help that girl, you're saying if a girl yeah. did that. If yeah. a girl had help to you, would like you, you do would that? only do that if that's somebody that you would want to continue talking to. For sure, you're not yeah. going to save them and then be like, okay, bye. I would yeah. feel bad for the other girl that he already was talking to. It's funny that she wouldn't. would feel bad and you wouldn't. I wouldn't because maybe like you don't know you're annoying, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to the next scenario. <laughs> so remember, these are all scenarios where you're using your communication to like get out of situations, and so the next one is called end of friendship. So it says. There's no reason to go out with guns firing, says Ned Halloway, MD, a Massachusetts-based psychiatrist. You could create an enemy rather than just a low-level acquaintance. Ease that person out of your recent calls rotation, scale back emails or texts, or return calls on longer intervals. They'll understand where your priorities lie. So one question is, have you all ever been in a situation where you've had to like basically dump a friend or get rid of a friend and then do you think it's a better communication strategy to slowly start ignoring that person so they get the hint or are you a person that would be more direct and say look I don't I don't think we should be friends anymore and this is why I think I would probably just end communication like I don't think I would have I wouldn't confront them unless they blatantly asked and I say, all right, you did this and, and I just wasn't on board. I think I'd probably just let it just organically fizzle. Do you agree with the, the article where it's yeah. saying like, just slowly distance yourself? Yeah. How about Chelsea or Zach? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever had to dump a friend. Um, not that I can ever think of. I mean, even when you have tips with friends I think it would just be kind of the organically letting it just kind of chill for a little bit and mm -hmm. maybe you know you guys reconnect again at some point and but what if you're on the side of like we need to chill for a little bit but they're texting you every other day I think yeah you, I, don't, I don't know I, I guess I've just never had that situation I guess it has always felt like it, anyone that I've you know faded in and out of you know, constant communication to, to less than, than that has been kind of, or at least to me, has seemed organic. Mm -hmm. um, and, or maybe I have done it more so just ignored or whatever. And, and, and I guess that's been my philosophy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've never been in a situation where I needed to like dump a friend because they were just doing really bad, ugly things. But I have been in a situation where I have been the bad friend and I've been, like, I've been a bad friend and, like, not going to your, you know, wedding engagement party. And I didn't go to this party and I didn't do this. So then 
because I was busy and whatever and I just didn't do that stuff. So then those relationships fizzled out. But well, how did they fizzle? Like they just they like fizzled. reached out to you less? Yeah, well remember that time when I got really, really, really sad because my best friend from third grade, I'm not gonna say her name, but you know who you are, didn't <laughs> ask me to be in her wedding when she asked all my all like we were a group of five. And oh guess what? <clears throat> Three of y'all are in the wedding, and I got left out. But do you think that was all based on lack of communi- communication on your part? Honestly, or there's other things. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I didn't invite her to my wedding. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that's another. But y'all never had that talk. Did you have the conversation that said it was you never direct? This? I never said it to her. And she but never I said it to all the other. There's five of us in the group. So at the other three, I'm like, what, like, why did this happen? And I didn't ever call her directly and say, why did you leave me out? But the other girl, two other girls were like, she said, because, you know, it's just, we kind of fizzled out and y'all never hung out. And I'm like, well, you didn't either. So why did I get left out? But you didn't. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, she never also had that talk with you. About, no, hey, you're a bad never. Friend. No. I'm kind of cutting you out. No. Yeah. So now it's like, are you still invited to the wedding? No, no. And like her, her parents and my parents went to school together. Like, we, she and I were the first friends of all the five of us, and she left me out. So then it was like, okay, you know, like so that, so that when she did that, it broke up our group because then the people felt torn. They're like, I can't do this and I can't do that. And it was weird. And I'm kind of like Zach. Like the only time I can remember having a kind of friend that I didn't really want to be friends with anymore was in high school. There was some dude. And he was, like, trying to connect with me after high school, but he was kind of annoying. And I was like, I, I'm i more of a chicken. Like, I, I'm not confrontational, so I'm not going to be like, dude, like, I don't want to be your friend. This is why. It's more like I'm going to ignore his calls and his, like, social media posts. And, like, so I'm, that's just more my style, but I think. I mean, I think that's, in that situation, I think it's better just, like, fade them out right like you don't need to have a big confrontation like but no, it doesn't have to be confrontational be like sometimes i have students that say no like you sh- they're your friends and you don't want to be friends like you should be direct with them and be like hey like this is the reason we shouldn't hang out anymore which i understand i, think I just don't think that's my style like more like that. dating if you're like exactly yeah where especially like the more modern dating where you know you're you've got apps and all this stuff and you're able to talk to a whole bunch of different people mm-hmm. Where I think on there you could have way more likelihood, ch- a chance of someone, one person being more interested than the other, mm-hmm. and constant messaging, constant calling, or attempts mm-hmm. to hang out or whatever. I just don't think you see that in a lot of friendships as much. Where I mean, maybe you do, I don't know, but I, I, th- I think that you're more likely to see it probably in that situation. In where, dating, yeah, that's in, in dating yeah. where you're you're really chasing after someone, and then you can either you know ghost them, yeah. Which is kind of what this is, sounds like, where you just kind of phase them out or just ignore them. Mm-hmm. Or you face them head on and say, look, I'm not really that interested. I think we should move on. Yeah, this almost seems like in between totally ghosting and having direct conversation. Because ghosting seems like... You just cut it off. You just totally cut it off. This right. seems like you're slowly cutting it off. Right. All right. Two more scenarios. Um, so this... Remember, these are scenarios where you're using your communication to kind of get out of or deal with certain situations. So this one is called avoid an awkward morning after. 
And remember, this is a men's magazine, so it's giving advice to guys. So it's saying, it says, women are sexually satisfied the morning after one night stands, but worry about feeling used, according to research in the journal Human Nature. End the encounter in a way that empowers her, says Alexa Joy Sherman, co-author of The Happy Hookup. Ask her, what are your plans for the day? Most of the time, you can reply with, sounds better than my day, I'm going to be slammed with work. And she'll get the hint. So just to recap, it's talking about one night stands and it's giving guys the advice, the communication advice of in the morning, asking her, what are your plans for the day? And then when she answers, you say, sounds better than my day. I'm going to be slammed at work. And then she'll get the hint. Why are they assuming that she wants to hang out with you that day? Totally. So why do you say that? Say more about that. Well, why are they being like, oh, this is what you need to tell her so she doesn't feel bad. Tell her you're busy all day. And how As do you if, feel about a men's magazine giving that advice? Well, maybe she don't want to be with you all day. Maybe she just wants to hook up and go home. But I also think that's good advice because by asking that question, you're also giving her the out to be like, I'm swamped. I got, you know, I have plans or I have to work or I have to run errands. Mm-hmm. But it so does, I think it's an out for both of you. So you like that question being I asked. think it's a fair but question. But it doesn't work if they respond with, oh, I'm not doing anything today. What do you do? Sounds better than what I got. But, but then that's I mean, I guess that does work, but it's like... Well, but what are you supposed know. to ask? What are you doing today? So you're are supposed your to ask, what are your plans for the day? And then the girl answers and the guy says, sounds better than my day. I'm going to be slammed at work. That's a great question. Or, I don't know, I thought um, maybe we could go get lunch. Yeah, <laughs> you know, how do you respond to that? Like, what if yeah. you like each other? What if, or is this assuming you just want to split? I think this is assuming, assuming the guy is trying to get week. rid of the girl. I think that's what it that's, sounds like. I guess that's it what I don't like. It gives her the option to do the splitting first, or it gives you a, a nice response if she does say, let's do brunch. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't, how, how do you respond back then? <laughs> True. Because <laughs> this advice presumes that she's going to that answer. she wants to like hang out with Doing you. something else. Mm. Well, True. The way that this is framed is allows her to give the answer of something else. But duh, isn't it common else. sense if you like hook up with somebody the next morning when you wake up? So, what are you gonna do today? What else are you gonna say? Right. So, that leads me into. Yeah, I don't know what else you would say. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Einstein, for that great question. Whenever I talk to my students, they think this is like the funniest activity I make them do, which is kind of odd for an English class. But I, I tell them, okay, so first of all, I tell them, I don't care if you do one night stands, whatever. But if you're in this scenario, Let's say you're at your place. You had a one-night stand. It's the morning. What are the? What are you gonna say to that person? What are the first like two sentences you're gonna say to that person? So, uh, what time are you going home? <laughs> so, what time are you going home? No, you're I like, don't. What, no. I what Uber? Yeah. you don't say that. That's what you're. But thinking. I've had some students that say like, "Hey, let me order your Uber," <laughs> and then I have other students that say. Hey, do you want some breakfast? I have other students that say, "Well, I'm busy today." So much that's going to depend on. I mean, how did the night go? Yeah. Do you want to hang out with that person? Yeah. How did that night go? What do you actually have going on? Do you regret it? Right. But let's say it was just a one night stand. It was was a a good night, and then you wake up in the morning. You got to get your shit done. What are you going to say? The what? I'm saying like you got stuff you do got it on your own so you just want them to leave that's what you're assuming I think that's what the article is assuming so how do you do that because I have some students I think they're half joking 
they're like, just tell them, hey, we know what this was, like, you need to leave. And then you have other students that are like, oh, you know, good morning, do you want some breakfast, right? And there's different, those two different I think communications want, have different effects. What would you if you say? do genuinely want them gone, you probably shouldn't go down the rabbit hole of breakfast, right? Because that's extending the stay. So I think you need probably more on the lines of either being upfront about, you know, hey, I got stuff to do. Let's, you know, what time were you planning on heading out? I mean, I think I'd, it depends if I like the girl or not. If I didn't, I'd still be nice about it and be like, like, uh, hey, so what are you up to today? Or like, (laughs) like, hey, I got, I got to like go, I got to go see my mom, my mom. I would still be nice. In El Paso. <laughs> I would still be nice. I'd just be like, no, I gotta get a move on. You know, I have a busy day ahead of me. Like, yeah. I would I would still be nice, even if I wanted them, like, gone really fast. Yeah. But I would just be like, I, you know, I'm busy. I gotta get going. My students crack up because I make them write down what they would say, and then I read some of them out loud, like, anonymously. And some of them are like, like, oh, uh, do you want some breakfast? Like, take a shower. And then, so all the other students are like, Oh, well, that means you like you're all into them, and they're gonna think you like them a lot. And other students are like, "No, you're just being nice." Yeah. And other students are like super direct. They're like, "You know what this was? Like, <laughs> you need to go home." So, like, you don't have AIDS or anything, right? Wow. <laughs> you should probably ask that ahead of time. Yeah, but you're typically concerned. when you're in the one night stand mode, you're not thinking to ask about AIDS. You know, you should probably use adequate protection and not be too concerned. Well, that's a whole other well, communication sh- discussion asking about. You should, but do you? But do when you're you shit and you're at the bar and you're ready just to, you know, go home? You should. Are you gonna... That's a good question. Yeah. All right, last scenario and then we're done. <laughs> so this last scenario, last scenario is called Break Up Nicely. It says, stage your closing act away from home. Avoid any place steeped with memories and find a venue that's not packed with onlookers. Then prompt her to reach the same conclusions you have. Use you questions, says Renee Plain, uh, president of RapidDating.com, instead of I or we statements. So you should ask, didn't you notice we've been drifting apart instead of I feel like I'm just not ready? You'll minimize her feelings of rejection and speed closure for both of you. So before we get into that last section, I just want to go like step by step in the different pieces of of communication devices giving. So it's saying when you're breaking up with somebody, you shouldn't you shouldn't do it at your house. Do you all agree or disagree with that? Totally agree. disagree. It agree. Be, no, it should no. not be at the house. It should be private and at home is private. No, no you don't so want them at so your you're house. They'll you, go crazy. You want them at your house? They'll go crazy. Oh, okay, on so you. this is assuming you don't live with them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. live with them. You don't live together. So would you do it at your house or you agree? I would break up this with them at breaking their up with a boyfriend house. or girlfriend. I would do it at their place. Okay. okay. Would you do that it at, at either of your places or would you do it somewhere else? I, I would more likely do it theirs, I guess. Yeah, I'd go to their house and break up with them. I would they're in their safe space and you can leave. Yeah, <laughs> Okay. All right, so the second piece of advice when you're breaking up with somebody. It says, says to go somewhere public though, right? If they're psycho. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. It says, avoid any place steeped with memories. So I think we'd all agree that probably makes sense. You're not going to go somewhere where y'all have memories. Your, like, favorite restaurant. Like, yeah. The old right. bridge where you had your first kiss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, do y'all remember when we 
I mean, do you remember when we first kissed here? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It's like, I don't feel <laughs> don't that way anymore. Us. Yeah. <laughs> well, now let's remember this place differently. So no. then, so the next piece of advice is find a place that's not packed with onlookers. Do you all agree with that? I think no. that goes back to what you were saying. You want I to be private. I think it should be private. Unless I'm like scared of them, but that's probably a totally different extreme. What? I think it should be private in their house. So the two things are private. You think? Well, because I'm thinking well, no, of. I'm saying I don't think necessarily has to be private, but I get what this is saying, right? Where it's saying it doesn't have a bunch of onlookers, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that I think that can go with what she's saying about you don't want it to have a chance to be out in the public eye and give someone a chance for that to happen. When I dated, when I dated one psycho, the one psycho I dated, I intentionally broke up with him at Starbucks because I knew he, there was a chance he would go crazy, but I knew he wouldn't go crazy at Starbucks. Right. So that's why I did it there. That's what my students say. Like probably 75% say, yeah, do it somewhere kind of private. Right. And then like, 25% 25% what you said, say what you said. They're if like, you've been with someone no, crazy. No, there's some crazy people, like, you yeah. want people around. If you've been with right. someone crazy, then you know, like, you need to do this in public. Right. That's why I think, I mean, that's what I think Kim was getting at, right? I mean, it depends on your yeah. level of comfort with that person and where you're at and the reasons, probably, for mm-hmm. the split there. Because, yeah, if you absolutely have some concerns with that person, you should probably do it. Yes. If, you, if you think that they're going to react. You're worried about your own public sa- your safety. Right. Yeah. If you think yeah. that they're going to react aggressively, violently, whatever, you should definitely do it in public, right? That makes most sense. Okay, so, the, and then the last piece of advice, which I think is the most interesting that's connected to like the, communication the rhetoric. So, yeah, so it says, it's telling guys, when you break up with a girl, use you questions instead of I or we statements. So, it, so, in, so say, didn't you notice we've been drifting apart instead of saying, I feel like I'm just not ready. I mean, what do you feel about that? I, I think so. Somewhat, I can get where that would could help, but it may not. If you're not on the same page, if you are having to do be the one that breaks it off, that other person may not agree. Don't you feel like we've drifted apart? No, I don't. Okay, well then what? Right? Well, I do. So then you're gonna have to get back to that it's, I statement. You're like, gonna, you, you if you feel to, like debating it, yeah, you can do that. But as I'm, I think that you have to, you have to tackle those head on and just say, look, this is where my head's at. And this is what I think that is going to be best for me and you. And yeah, go how, how would you feel if someone's breaking up with you and they're like, "Don't you feel like we've been drifting apart?" I have broken up with many people, and I have found no, for real, I have. I've broken up with a lot of people, and I have found through my experience the best way is just to be very direct. Like, look, this isn't working for me for these three reasons: one, two, three. So you're using and the I. I'm saying this isn't working and this is why and I'm done. I. Yeah. Because I don't want to just, if you come to that point and you want to break up with somebody, you're not going to say, I feel this way. Because that lets them say. No, it's saying you. It's saying to say like, I'm not going to say. Don't you feel like. Don't you think that you blah, blah, blah. Don't you think this? I don't want to want to tell them like how to think. I just right. don't want to have that discussion. I right. want it and done. And that kind of creates you want a, to get you know, out. discussion, it seems like to me too, right? Yeah. Like you're saying. It, it, End you're, it. You're trying to create, with the you thing, to me it seems like you're going to potentially create a discussion. Yeah. And a debate about whether or not this relationship should end. Whereas mm-hmm. if you focus on the I, that's the reason you're getting out of that relationship, right? Is you're not happy. So yeah. tell that person that. 
and, and either you've already addressed those issues with them or you don't want to address those issues with them. So mm-hmm. if you've already addressed those then and they're not getting fixed and you're still not happy, all right, well, then now the next stage like, is yeah. for me to be happy is I'm going to get out of here and I'm telling you it's about me. Yeah. If you're not ready to break up, if you're not ready to break up, then yeah, you can be like, don't you think that sometimes we argue right. too much about blah, blah, blah. What do you, then you can open it up right. and talk. I could see that as a good right? strategy for like, addressing issues in a long-term relationship. But not or, ending or, it. Before you break up. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I could see it. I could see that being beneficial there. Have and, you ever had a breakup with somebody? Yeah. Um, you probably don't remember the exact wording of the conversation. No. But do you think you were like, but I, think I this, I, I that? I think I had probably those you conversations before wanting to, or before actually just pulling the band-aid and ending it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that that would open up that discussion of, you know, don't you feel this way? Well, they may not, and that's why they haven't broken up with you or, or whatever the reason is. And yeah. then all of a sudden you just try and fix those things as opposed to just going, look, at the end of the day, I'm just not happy. And that's what it's about. Yeah. It's about me, right? Not questioning where your head is on this. So that we're both in the same spot. Kim, the scenario was how do you best break up with somebody? And the last piece of advice that it was saying, it was telling guys, when you're telling the girl I'm breaking up with you, to use you statements. Like, don't you think that we're falling apart instead of I statements? So do you think that that's a good piece of advice? Yeah, I, I think that's a good piece of advice. I feel like most relationships, when they're at that point, like you both probably know it's coming. So it's probably pretty easy. Or, I mean, it's never an easy conversation, but it's an expected conversation. Mm-hmm. So Have you had a breakup with guys before? Yeah, several times. But every time it wasn't because, <laughs> you know, like we were on a different page. It was always like we both knew, probably for way longer, you know, than, than it should have mm-hmm. happened. That it was coming, so it was just always kind of a. And your breakups, did you think a long time about like, where am I gonna do it? What time of the day? It, it what am I gonna like say? It's like a final just incident or fight or argument or another disagreement or just not eye to eye that was like the final like. Mm-hmm. All right, we both know that this is not going anywhere good. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've only had a breakup with a girl twice. The first time was like high school and like. I mean, I have no idea what wording I used, but I, I'm assuming I used a lot of like I statements, like yeah. I feel this way, like and I was going off to college, so it was kind of easier. And then the second time, I think I used more I statements, like this is how I feel, like I've been feeling this way, and I just, yeah, I think it's a little odd that it's giving advice to guys to like do the use statement. Kind of put it on the other person. Like, don't you see this? I like, don't, I, I don't think know. I would still use I if, I if use I'm I. the one that's putting the final into it. Then yeah, I don't think it's. Yeah, I, I would say here's how I feel. What's wrong on my end? Yeah, I think I would say you. And probably at that point, I don't care what the you thinks. Yeah, so. that's what I was saying. Is I think the you would be in terms of fixing issues in a relationship the eyes whenever I'm like alright this this is where I'm at I'm, I'm, I'm just out of this relationship cool alright well, I want to thank my guests <laughs> Zach, Kim, Chelsea um, that had to do the rhetoric about getting out of different situations uh, so hope you all enjoyed the episode um, please follow the podcast on social media Keep share it, like it uh, at this point, uh, keep social distancing, but keep social media-ing. Yes. <laughs>
Have a good one. Words, words, words. <laughs>